Good morning, everybody. Good to see everybody. We'll get uh, going here. Um, you can go ahead and turn in the book of Hebrews, if you will. We'll start in the 12th chapter in just a moment. Um, so cool. So what a great time of worship this morning. Truly, what a... How many did y'all feel just God, just so present? Did y'all feel that? Everybody feel that this morning? Get um, very, very cool and get comfortable with that. Again, something we learned years ago uh, when, when, again, those things come. And I was just reminding Selena, you know, Brother Hagen always um, kind of instructed us, you know, kind of you can trust the, the platform. You know, we've got a good, healthy church family. You can trust the platform. Uh, and in this sense, you know, as things move and you see people doing stuff, just jump on in. <laughs> right? Just truly just jump, just jump on in. Because sometimes I, I hear this a lot in church, you know, people... You know what? Who was I? I was somewhere. I anyway, I didn't. I was. Oh, as we were preaching, got the privilege at the last minute to teach over at the Irondale Church on Wednesday. And this lady says, "Well, man, I just, I just felt like I should just jump up and run around." And I said, "Well, you should. You know, just just jump on up and and take off. That would have been awesome." And so many times, I know sometimes we might feel things. And you're like, man, but I'm hesitant. But if you know, if you ever see any of us, just jump in. Just jump on in. It's all good. Amen. At this time, I'm expecting more and more of that uh, from all of us. Uh, but I just want to say happy Palm Sunday. Amen. This is, and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, but this, guys, listen, this is our holiday coming up. Mm-hmm. As born again, spirit-filled people, I can't say this, this week, yep. this is our holiday. The kids, I think the kids were looking up something and they were looking up uh, most popular holidays we were talking about in the car, and they said like Father's Day was number twentieth on the list, like it was so low because of absentee fathers and stuff like it. Father's Day is one of the least celebrated, you know. And I forgot what they said. Mother's Day is like the second most popular holiday. I think Christmas was winning at number one, but Easter was somewhere down in the middle. Of the list, and 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 I just want to encourage us as believers. This is this is this is it, right? This, and I'll, I'll share some other stuff. And this is going to be again one of those just kind of real family kind of chats this morning. I have some thoughts I think from the Lord. I really want to make sure I get out. Um, but I just say this, and you know, many of you, and I'll pick on Tony, and, and please know I'm just picking on you. So it's not <laughs> is you know, but I love I love. <laughs> You know, but I love that Tony always wears a cross. He's always got his cross necklace on ever since I've known you. Eight years now, you've always got it. I love that. Um, But I encourage us that really there's another symbol that we should also wear equally with it, and it's the empty tomb. These two symbols, the cross and the empty tomb, they're ours. They mark, I mean, and I love, y'all know, if y'all know me, I love Christmas. I love that Jesus was born, and yes, we should celebrate that. So please, y'all hear me. This is not any way gearing up to a cancel Christmas message or any of that kind of stuff. But Christmas isn't the main thing, right? It's this week, right? Right. Without this week, Christmas doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't matter. That's right. Without this week, Christmas doesn't matter at all. Right. And so I want to encourage us, and as long as the Lord will allow us to do stuff, uh, let's celebrate all week. Amen. So I want to encourage each of us as households, starting today, 
with each other and then ending next Sunday when we come again at Easter. All this week, celebrate this whole week. Don't just wait till next Sunday and, you know, and we do the Passover ham as we do in the South, you know. That's a joke. You can laugh, you know. So, <laughs> you know, we were talking about we'd celebrate the Passover ham, you know, the honey-baked Passover ham. But, it, you know, that's awesome. Do that. All the stuff you might do and all that kind of stuff. Only, but celebrate all week, right? Take time all through this week. Gather. Read the story, right? Read the story from where we're going to start off here, beginning at the triumphal entry, Read the story all the way through into the resurrection, right? And just read it from the varying gospels. Uh, we're, that's why we're taking communion at the end of today. And we're going to take communion at the end of next Sunday, just as the big climax of, of this celebration. But I encourage uh, all of us, I woke up this morning with this thought too, I want to give instruction. If you'd be willing, I know some of you may already do this, but take communion every day this week. Right. Take communion as, as an individual or as a family or whatever it is. Take time every day this week to sit down as a family and break the bread and drink the cup and remember. Right. And remember that this this that we're talking about this week, this is man, this is the climax. How do I say of not just our life? This is the climax of eternity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That, that this is hinges, eternity hinges on this week, right? Every, it hinges on this and it's, it's, this is, everything about this week is why we live. It's why we move. It's why we have our being. Does that make this week and all that this week represents about the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus? And it's those three things, Okay. Those three things are important. His death is vitally important. His burial was important because it was, uh, he was the first seed laid in the ground that would be resurrected. That's why his burial, that's why he, he couldn't, uh, he, that's why he had to be buried. Does that make sense? Because he broke forth as that first blade of the new birth grass that would grow out of the ground of sacrifice and bear the fruit of resurrection, right? All of these things that are, are the symbols of the kingdom of God, right? So, so this is so important for us, right? So, ce- and, and celebrate it, and, I, and this we're gonna get to, so Lord, help me with this in Jesus' name, as you showed me, get this out, so the message will begin right here, so we'll start. <laughs> is, um, and do it with joy. Amen. And, and the reason why I know that sounds weird, because I know when we come up to, I think one of the reasons why Easter um, doesn't get a, a, a good rap, so to speak, <laughs> you know, Easter has a bad rap because it's all surrounded around the death, yeah. right? It's all surrounded around the crucifixion and the sacrifice and it's kind of a killjoy. Yeah, it can be. I mean, again, if you, all this stuff, but so we're going to talk about that here. But, um, and then I think everybody loves Christmas because Christmas is the season of joy and gift giving and all this kind of stuff. I mean, give each other Easter gifts this year. Amen. Give each other. I mean, I know the, uh, hey, and I'm all good with that. baskets for kids, man. Load them up with sugar. That's awesome. Great. Let's uh, just, uh, I know not your kids, but uh, my kids. Well, anyway, but it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just and the, <laughs> I like peeps. Anybody else like peeps? Anybody a peeps person? Oh, I love peeps. I do love peeps. That's pure nasty. I like peeps. I like peeps. You're my peeps. Not anybody else. Uh, <laughs> Cadbury cream eggs, those are good. Give to each other this week. Celebrate this week. Let it be done in joy. And, and here's why. And this is, so as Aldra has been, was encouraged me, Dad, lead with the ball. Dad, lead with the ball. Because the, one of the messages of Easter is that where there is great sacrifice, there is always great joy. And I don't think many times we fully comprehend that anymore. Right? Even when we go to preach sacrifice in church and we preach sacrifice and sacrificial living, it's never preached with the outcome of joy. Does that make sense? But look here, Romans, or not Romans, Hebrews chapter 12. And we're probably very familiar with this. It says in verse 1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now we all know this. Who, and everybody read with me, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now listen to that. Looking unto Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him. Do you realize that, and now please hear me because this is a new thought to me, okay? That it was joy that was the great motivator of Jesus. Many times, and please, I know we say, and I don't disagree, that no, because he loved us, and yes, he did. And so I'm not taking away from that, that Jesus was motivated by love as well. But here in this one verse, the thought that came that I wanted to share with is, but Jesus' motivator was joy. Because that's what it says, for, for the joy that was set before him. He endured the sacrifice of the cross. Amen. For joy's sake, he did it. Hallelujah. Amen. Guys, listen to me. That is true for us today too. What should be the motivator for us of sacrificial living? It's joy. And, and, and there is a joy that, dare I say, that will remain untapped until we're willing to live the sacrifice. Does that make sense? That there is a, there, that on the other side of whatever it is that might be, remember Jesus said this, he said to us as followers, he said, hey, like me, take up your cross and follow me, right? Take up your cross, follow me, go, go after me. And again, Jesus wasn't asking us to die for people necessarily. He wasn't asking us to do the redemptive work of literally dying. He, he knew he was the only one that could do that. But what he was saying is, hey, listen, when you pick up whatever it is, 
that will take my sacrifice into the world, there's joy on the other side of that. Amen. And, and I want you to think about this when we, when we come to that, because, yes, I, I mean, please, y'all, please hear me. I, I know that I'm not trying, I'm struggling here because I, I'm not trying to make light of the anguish. Because there was great anguish that was put on Christ, right? And the pain, there was torture, there was torment, there was vexation. I'm not trying to make little or light of what he did. But many times I think we preach that so heavy, right? All of the, the, he sweat blood and the stripes and they pulled his beard and all the things that, and they did that. But inside of Jesus, according to, to what I believe Paul wrote here, he says, but Jesus wasn't thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Jesus was thinking about joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus was saying, for the joy mm-hmm. that is before me. What's on the other side of this sacrifice? What's on the other side of, of this torment and torture and this laying down of my life? What's on the other side is so much joy. That man, okay, let's go do this. Does that make Does that make sense? Amen, guys. Let's, here's the other thing, because I'm going to talk about this. Because uh, starting today and moving forward, we're going to take some time and look at joy. Amen. We're going to unpack a little bit the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and brace yourself, if you will. We saw drops <laughs> of it this morning on Selena and, and Miss Katie. That was there. Um, they were like Selena was leaning over. She was laughing. Did y'all see that? Yes. Right. She was a little. And then Katie tried to sit down over there. And I know she was over, but she was still a little tipsy from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because guys, listen. Because forty days from this week is what we call Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Right. The time when the Holy Spirit was poured out, and it says that those disciples poured out, or 50 days, not 40, 50 days, they poured out uh, of that upper room and, and they were filled with the joy that was set before the Lord. Amen. 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 So I want you to get ready and, and be expecting that if you've never maybe gotten drunk in the spirit, just brace yourself. Amen. We'll, we'll try to ease you in gently. If you drag your feet a little bit, I may shove. So just a little. <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit will shove a little bit and, and your pastor will shove a little bit. But for the joy that was set before, right? Because we, we, we shared this, forgot who I was talking to this week, talked to so many. But um, remember Paul in Romans chapter 14, Paul defines the three atmospheres of the kingdom of God. Oh, it was on Thursday. Is that when we talked about this? On Thursday, the three atmospheres of the kingdom of God. And he said, the kingdom of God isn't eating and drinking. And in that context, Paul was talking about in the Roman church and the churches that he helped plant, there was, uh, there was still a lot of idol worship that went on. People were offering animals to idols. And, and then as part of worship, they would you know have the barbecue, so to speak, and then they would eat the barbecue as part of, they, you know, nobody was going to let a good barbecue. I love that. Don't you? Nobody was going to let a good barbecue go to waste, right? So they would offer this animal and barbecue, and then they would eat barbecue. And it was a turmoil inside the church family uh, for things going on of conscience. And Paul said, hey, remember, the kingdom of God isn't 
what you do or don't do, is what Paul was saying. The kingdom of God isn't eating or drinking. The kingdom of God isn't about do's and don'ts. But the kingdom of God is about, what is it? Righteousness, Righteousness, peace, peace, and and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So the three atmospheric environments of the kingdom of God are righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to say it like this to us this morning. The three motivator, motivating factors, the three motivating environments of the kingdom of God are always righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. Praise God. So those are the three motivating factors Right, I mean, if you look at that, Jesus said, you know, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. So righteousness is a motivating factor, right? Even at the Christmas story, when Jesus is being born, the angels declare, what do they declare? Peace on earth between God and man. So even they, the angels established, hey, peace is the reason why God is doing this. Why is God sending his, himself and his son? Why is God coming? Because his motivating thing is peace. Paul confirms it in Colossians when he says that God now sits at peace with man because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. So the, the great motivating factor of peace Right, But there's also the great motivating factor of joy. Hallelujah. Joy is a motivator, a motivating environment. Does that, I don't know, there's got to be a better way. There's a, hmm, okay, Lord. Give me just a one second, new thought. Got to just get it for a moment. Thank you. Okay, so y'all remember Jesus gave all these little windows about the kingdom of God. Right, the kingdom of God is like da, 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 da. the kingdom of God is like, and the one that just came to mind is the kingdom of God. Jesus said is like a lady, a housewife who takes a little bit of yeast and she puts it in three measures of dough, and then that yeast begins to work its way through the dough until the dough is risen. Y'all remember that story? I want to provide the thought that just came to me is, is, well, that's righteousness, peace, and joy. There's what are the, the kingdom of God is like, well, that means righteousness, peace, and joy are like that leaven that goes into the bread or like that mustard seed that Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that it, it seems small, very insignificant, But as it grows and develops, it turns into something that people can, birds can rest in and shade can be given. Does that make sense? So so righteousness, peace, and joy are the great motivators of our life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Isn't that interesting? I mean, again, hmm, man, all kinds of stuff. Help us, Holy. Help me, Holy Spirit. They all probably doing good. I need help. Um, (laughs) But is, uh, man, I just, it makes me think, you know, you look at so much around, around our culture, right, of self-righteousness. Things that are opposite the motivating factors of the kingdom. People trying to, the counterfeits, the opposites of the kingdom. People trying to get right on their own through what they do or don't do. Well, that's anti-motivation of the kingdom. 
Again, anxiousness, worry, all the stuff that we see going on. That's, that's opposite peace. Right? That's the opposite side that's going on. Well, even on this, this depression, right? Just this sadness. Thank you. This sadness, this weightiness, this heaviness that sits on our culture. Opposite the great motivator. And does that make sense? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. So as you study this week, as you go in, in your own ways and, and through, through your family time together or your own personal time, ever how you choose to celebrate this week, um, is um, I want you to look at it as Jesus did it for joy. So when you read, the and, and, and probably all very familiar to us, but when you read the familiar, wonderfully familiar story of Jesus' sacrifice, I want you to be thinking, though, but he was motivated by joy. <laughs> Does that make sense? When you, when you read of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and, and I'll share this a little bit, even though there was a struggle in Jesus' soul, and, and, and I want to clarify this because it's um, just to take a moment as, 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 as your pastor to teach. You know, um, Jesus, when he was praying, Lord, let your will be done, you understand that's not because he didn't know what the will of God was. See, many times some of our brethren, you know, they kind of use Jesus' story as, well, Lord, if it be your will, and they say, well, I'm just praying like Jesus prayed. But when they pray it that way, the, the understanding that they're putting out is, is I don't know what the will of the Lord is, so Lord, whatever you want to do. Does that sound familiar to anybody growing up? Was that the way I heard that a lot, right? But remember, Jesus, when he said, Lord, let your will be done, it's not because he didn't know what the will of the Lord was. He knew clearly what the will of the Lord was. There was just a little bit of a struggle in his soul at that moment to say, Lord, is there, if there's another way, let's do it another way. Oh, yeah, but there is no other way. Yeah. Right? And then what brought him back to center was for the joy that was set before him. Does that make sense? What helped Jesus, if you will, win that struggle of will was the joy that was set before him. What what helped Jesus, you know, again, it says, you know, at any time, you know, I forgot where it says that he could have called down, what was it, like 12 legions of angels to deliver him and but he held back his tongue. Why? For, for the joy. <laughs> the joy that was set before him. Does that make sense? So as y'all read this week, I, I want us to be thinking and, and, and saying he did that for joy's sake. For the sake of joy, he did that. For the sake of joy, he went through that. For the sake of joy, he went through that. For the sake of joy. Amen. Uh, so, so go to First Peter. Please. Is this okay this morning? Everybody doing all right? Is it at all exciting? <laughs> I hope. I maybe not yet. I don't know. Because <laughs> anyway, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Mm. There, there is great joy. Hallelujah. Even for the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, 
patience, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, self-control, goodness. Against Against such things, there is no law. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Joy. Joy. Amen. The great motivator, one of the three great motivators of our life is joy. Amen. Is that? Anyway, go here. First Peter chapter one. Oh, Lord bless whoever's needing help from our first responders in Jesus name. It says this in verse three, I'm just going to read here. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away. Hallelujah. In verse 3, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Now down into verse 4. Listen to that, right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Amen. Praise God. Now listen, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. In this, you greatly rejoice. Hallelujah. Throw now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now notice verse 8. Whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, it says you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I I want us to meditate on these verses. There's a, I'll probably after Easter, we'll we'll look at these verses and maybe unpack them in greater detail. There's a lot in these verses that we need to spend some time on. But so for the next week or so, make this in first Peter, something you spend some regular time meditating on. But also says, though now you do not see him, talking about Jesus, yet believing. And because of what he said, look at, and again, there's so much in here. If we back up and look at it again. It says here, you know, that what are we rejoicing in? Right? That he has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. That's talking about you're born again. Amen. Oh, come on. I feel like I'm doing a poor job. I don't know. But, but think about you're born again. We're going to. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was thinking about how you were talking about your soul has to be saved. 
saved. Yeah. Yeah, your soul has to be saved. That's your, 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 your mind, your will, your emotions have to. And that's what we're, part of what we're doing here. But, but listen to me. But Lisa, you, you're born again. Think about that. Again, look at me. And Okay, help me with this, Lord. Here, Peter says, he says, we don't see him anymore. Though we don't see him, yet we believe and we rejoice with the joy that is just inexpressible. <laughs> and, and like full of glory, a joy inexpressible. Can, can I just challenge us? When was the last time you were just really joyful because you're born again? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and please hear me. And I'm not talking about it. And please, I love all the promises. I love all the benefits of salvation. I love all of that. And it's all true. But I just now I just look, God, I'm. I'm, I'm born again. You are my true father. I am not a bastard, illegitimate, sliding in child of the kingdom of God. I'm not an accidental child of the kingdom of God. I, I wasn't an oops baby of heaven. Does that do you realize that you weren't either? You know, I mean, how many of anybody ever had an oops baby like in this life? You know, we, we, we were, who were we talking to? Somebody, oh, it was Benjamin and Kara. And they were talking about how their, their last little girl was an oops baby. She's a cute little doll. I love her. She was amazing. Little Tori uh, and stuff. She was the cutest little thing. And, uh, but she was an oops baby. They thought they were done. And oops. <laughs> you realize that, yeah, you guys, Lydia is an oops baby for the day. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's a surprise. You know, that comes in. Love all of that. Please hear me. But you know that you're not an oops baby. You're not a because. But sometimes I wonder if we, I must have surprised Jesus when I was born again. Right? You know, he, he, yeah, he wasn't expecting me. And I guess, well, I guess I got to take Brad here. I kind of, he's got to take me now because, I mean, he believed. And um, <laughs> no, listen. You are an intentional, on purpose, by his great desire and design, born from his very heart with nothing but excitement and expectation and joy just for you. Mm. And, Paul, and Peter says, and that's why we rejoice. And, and there's a joy inside. I'm going to do something just like I did this on on, on sometime again, I've done a lot lately, but, um, but I want you to try something and out loud and I'm just going to, I'm going to look at you and just say, why don't you say this with your whole heart and say, father, father, thank you, thank you for, me. for me. How many of you that felt a little strange? Yeah. I want you to say, once say, say father, father, thank you, thank you. for me. I'm thankful for me. I'm thankful for me. I mean, that sounds weird, doesn't it? But here's my point of that. Paul said that, right? I mean, look, this is what Paul prayed. Father, thank you that you counted me faithful. And you put me in the ministry. Listen to that. How many of you think God's thankful for you? 
He's, he does. You know, he has to. So I'm glad. So, some of you, you seem unsure. But did you know that God is thankful for you? <laughs> That's that great joy that was set before him. He was thankful. That's why that night it says, you know, I want you to think about that. It says that night that he was there, it was the last supper and he's with the disciples. And it says, and he, and, and Paul again tells a little bit more detail, but it's there in the gospels. But Paul says in first Corinthians 11 and the night in which he was betrayed, the Lord, he, he took the bread and he broke it. But he said, thank you. Why? Because of what it would mean for you. He said, Lord, thank you that I get to be the bread. That's what Jesus was saying. Lord, thank you that this is me. Thank you that this is, this is my body that will be broken for them. Thank you. Lord, thank you. Oh, I better put that one. Oh, that was mine. And so, uh, <laughs> and Lord, thank you. Right? Thank you that this is my blood. Shed for the new. Do you, do you, you hear? The, the, I mean, and Jesus knew that this was torment and this was death. And Jesus said, I thank you for the torment that's before me. I thank you for the death that is before me. I, I am grateful that I get to be the sacrificial lamb. That, because there was joy, right? And then we come in and, and we, we're born again. And, and mm-hmm. Lord, I, help me, Lord. I feel like I see so much I don't know how to say it. Well, that's what he said. Right? This, thank you, Lord. It's joy. Inexpressible. Like you, if you'll catch a glimpse of it, you're like, and you just kind of like, you sound like a dummy, right? You're like, it's, 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 it's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, Sometimes you just can't, can't articulate. You can't articulate. That's right. The, the, oh, uh, but listen, but it's joy, mm-hmm. inexpressible, undescribable, mm-hmm. full of glory, P- Peter says, because you were born again. It says, to an inheritance. Listen to this. An inheritance incorruptible mm-hmm. by you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? undefilable by you that does not fade away. I love meaning that he, he won't disown you. you. You don't ever lose percentage points and you can't mess it up. And, and it's not like the stock market. Well, my inheritance is doing good this year. Woo. Oh, now next year. Woo. My inheritance. No, that's what he, no, you have an inheritance. You know, again, listen, that inheritance, you know what that inheritance is? Paul says in Ephesians, oh, it's the very spirit of God. Listen, your inheritance is the Holy Ghost. Your inheritance is the spirit of God. That's your inheritance. Undefilable, doesn't fade away. 
doesn't diminish. And, and, and if that wasn't enough, he says, <laughs> that's reserved in heaven. I love that. He says, hey, listen, just in case you're worried, I got it locked up up here. Ain't nobody going to touch it. Why don't you just hurry up and get here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, y'all, anybody get, some of y'all, this is so good. okay, I feel like I'm getting happier than y'all look. I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> good. hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the joy. That, that's this week. Mm-hmm. That, that this week is, this is, that, 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 that you were born again. That your inheritance was poured out, Jesus said, upon the entire world. Poured out upon all flesh. That inheritance that would not go away, the very spirit of God. And I love this. And talking about you in verse 5, it says, you who are kept. Man, listen. And that word kept is literally, it's a, it's a Greek military word for sitting a guard, a sentry in front of something Right, but this is like Romans. Remember, remember Jesus. It's the same word. It says that when Jesus was put in the tomb, and they rolled it up and they sealed it, and they placed a guard in front of, it and they told them, "He gets out, you're dead." Yeah. That that's that kind of word. That, that <laughs> so here God says, "Oh, and by the way, you are kept by my power." Wow. Come on, wow. you are kept. The, the power of God is your bodyguard. It, it's your century, not century like a hundred year century, but like your, your guard, your century, your, the per, what's standing watch over your life, the very power of God. What, what's keeping you under guard and protecting you and, and, and got the, the very power of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Through faith for salvation that's ready to be revealed even at this last time. Then he says in verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice. You know, many times in church world, if I can just be a little middle, little, little meddling. In this we sometimes rejoice. In this we seldom rejoice. In this, when, when, it, when it feels good, we rejoice. When it goes my way, we rejoice. When it looks like it's all... No, no, Peter, hey, listen, listen, listen. He said, listen, when you, when you get that you've been born again, and when you get that the very Spirit of God is in your inheritance, and when you get then that the very power of God is what guards and keeps you, you greatly rejoice. <laughs> you just gotta go Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Why don't you thank you, Lord God, for these things. Lord, I just worship you today. Lord, I'm born again. Man, I'm your son, a true son. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the spirit of God that is my inheritance. Amen. That I get to spend and pour out into my world. Hallelujah. And put into other people. Lord, thank you for your power. Amen. That keeps me. Hallelujah. So Lord, where do you want me to go? (laughs) What do you want me to do? What do you want me to accomplish? Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. 
Amen. Even though it says for a little while, if need be, you may be grieved by some trials. Amen. There's so much. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, as though it's tested by fire, may be found to the praise and the honor and the glory at the revelation of Jesus. I love this. Whom having not seen, you love. I remember what Jesus told Thomas that day. Remember Thomas was there and he was doubting and Jesus appears at the resurrection. And Jesus, hey, hey, hey listen, poke me. Here, here, here's, here's my hands. Here's the nail. Put your hand in my side, Thomas, mm-hmm. since you're having a little bit of problems being convinced. Mm-hmm. And then when Thomas, he goes, my, remember Thomas's response? He says, my Lord and my God. Mm-hmm. And then she says, they love Jesus. And then Jesus can't help it. He goes, hey, listen, that's awesome. That's, ble- that's awesome that you got to see me. Then he says, but it's even better. Everybody say, even better. It's even better for those who will believe like you do now, though they never see me. <laughs> it's even better. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool, Thomas. I had to come here and really convince you. So I'm glad. I'm glad. This is my. This is Brad's version. Thomas, thanks for letting me finally persuade you. <laughs> thanks for. Uh, thanks. Thanks for letting me finally get you over on board. But there'll be a whole bunch of your brothers and sisters that they'll never see me, but they'll believe just like that. Amen. They'll believe to the same degree as if they had touched my hands and had put their hand in my side, and they will receive a greater reward. Because even though, man, you have not seen him, yet you believe. Yet you believe. And you rejoice with a joy inexpressible. And full of glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. Church, I want us to get there. Amen. Does that, let me say, let me back up. We're going to get there. Can I say it better? We're going to get there. I don't want to sound like you're not, but there's a, there's a, there's a whole lot more expression I know I could give. Mm -hmm. Just be honest. Sometimes I'm too reserved for my own stinking good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Sometimes we're just too um, socially polite. Yes. Amen. I, I just want us to be obnoxiously joyful. <laughs> can, can we just make that commitment together as a, joy, yes. as a church? We're going to just be just right, straight up, just a, riotously, obnoxiously joyful. Yes. People are going to just look and go, what is up with those Life of Faith North people? <laughs> Amen. And you've got to take them to First Peter. Can you let me tell you? Let me just tell you. I'm going to take you to First Peter. Right here. I, I can't help. I'm born again. I, can, I just can't help. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm just born again. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. Because listen, all around us, church family, there, and how do I say this, Lord? People are literally and figuratively dying to see this. And that's, that's not a pressure. Right? So please don't hear it as that. But they truly are, literally. I, I talked to a guy the other day that I work with, and, and he's struggling with some stuff. And people are, are, are thirsty for folks mm-hmm. that are happy to be saved. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're literally, they're, they're hungry and thirsty mm-hmm. for folks that have stopped trying to be good Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
that have stopped trying to get on some kind of do and don't. And they're just hungry for folks that just live and enjoy and rejoice in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, see in this same book, about a chapter or two later, Peter says, well, we're there, 1 Peter chapter 3. If I'm remembering right. Yeah. So, because here's again, so, somebody say, for the joy that was set before him. My, my twofold hope, again, I'm, I'm leading with the ball, as Audrey says, is my twofold hope in what we want to cover in the coming weeks is number one is that we just get obnoxiously joyful. That really is my hope. I hope we have some good old, and here in, in, I hope here in our services we get to experience some good old laughing, Holy Ghost, drunk, all kinds of fun. Who wants to do that with me? Who's be willing? Amen. Hallelujah. So, so praise God. I, I mean, I'm expecting that we get to experience that. But know that as we experience it here, it's so that we can take it out there. Hallelujah. It's not just so we can get drunk here and have a good time and get drunk here and go home and, and, and we look as sour as we did before we came. Right? I mean, does that make sense? But, but is that it, we're practicing living this exceedingly, abundantly, indescribable, joyful Joy-filled life. Amen. Hallelujah. And part of that is going to be that we joyfully embrace whatever the sacrifice is he's asking us to do. Remember what I said? Amen. For the joy that was set before him, he endured. Amen. Here, so here, Peter, he says, and who is he who... In verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 13, And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer, I love that. And who's going to harm you if you become a follower of what is good? Mm-hmm. Answer the question. Peter asked the question. Who is going to harm you if you just become a follower of good? Nobody. Nobody is actually. So if you become a follower, again, of righteousness, peace, and joy. How many think righteousness is good? Anybody show hands? Who thinks righteousness? How about peace? Anybody think peace is good? How about joy? Anybody think joy is good? Okay, so if you become a follower of good, righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. Who's going who's gonna to actually harm you? No one. No one. Even if they kill you. Right. <laughs> Does that, I mean, even... <laughs> Even if they literally shoot you, Brad, you're so obnoxiously joyful, pew, right? Home I go. Home I go. I, home, you go. home I go. That's right. I, I really want us to be like, I, mean, I know this, I really want us to be like the Br'er Rabbit. When it, yeah. remember, y'all remember the story? Yeah. Yeah. Who of y'all have never heard the story of the Br'er Rabbit? Okay, I, I, you raise your hand. It's okay. Okay, here's the the Br'er Rabbit. It's an old fable that was there. So the Br'er Rabbit, and Br'er is just a some kind of fancy old English word for briars. So like a briar patch or a, a blackberry patch or something like that. So he's the Br'er Rabbit. So the, the Br'er Rabbit was always a cocky little sucker, right? And as the, as the fable goes, the Br'er Rabbit was cocky, and he was always kind of running around. Kind of think uh, Bugs Bunny. Right, Bugs Bunny would have been like, he was always kind of uh, uh, antagonizing the fox 
and, and, and the stories, and he was just this thing. So one day, the fox got tired of it. So the fox comes up with this idea, kind of like the coyote in the old Looney Tunes. He, he makes a tar baby, a, a tar human, like a tar person out of tar, right? And puts him up right where the Br'er Rabbit always goes. And the Br'er Rabbit was also a very sociable little creature, so had a bit of a temper, Right, and so the the brer rabbit is kind of running down the road, and he sees the tar baby who he thinks is a real person, and he says, "Good morning." Well, the tar baby is not real, so the tar baby doesn't say anything. Well, brer rabbit thinks, "Well, that sorry rude sucker, who does he think he is?" So he goes up and says, "I said good morning," and then kind of as the story goes, they well finally the 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 brer rabbit gets so mad he just punches the tar baby, and his hand gets stuck. Well, then he punches, and next thing you know, he's all stuck, and then out comes the Br'er Fox laughing because he finally, finally got him, and right, so now the fox is getting ready to eat rabbit, right, and he's all there, and so now the Br'er Rabbit realizes he was tricked, and he's stuck, so he quickly begins to say, well, at least you're just going to eat me, right, at least all you're going to do is just eat me. I would hate it if you threw me in the briar patch. That's what I would hate. That's my greatest fear Mm -hmm. in life is that you would throw me in the briar patch, right? And so now the fox, because the fox has been antagonized for a while, he just really wants the the rabbit to suffer. So when he realizes, well, there's something greater than than me eating the rabbit that is going to torment him. So finally, he's convinced and the fox chunks the brer rabbit into the briar patch and the whole way in, the rabbit starts laughing, and says, you foolish fox, I was born and raised here. This is my home, right? You've done nothing but give me the thing I've longed for. Say, so listen, I want you to be the Br'er Rabbit. I want, you to, I want you to be the Br'er Rabbit. When they sit there and say, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you. And you just are joyful and they threaten you even to the point of death. You go, oh, just, oh, not heaven. Oh, anything but heaven. Please don't throw me in heaven. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Please. I mean, that would be terrible if you threw me into. <laughs> Don't throw me in that briar. Don't throw me in that heavenly, heavenly streets. That would be. Woo. Hey, are you with me, church? Come on now. We have some, but for the joy. But here he says, but even verse 14, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake. I love this. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Can you? Even if, and I love that, even Peter didn't say it was a guarantee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. If, if something happens and for the sake of righteousness you suffer, man, you're blessed. Mm -hmm. And do not be afraid of their threats nor be troubled, but sanctify. I love this. It means sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always. Everybody say always. 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 Be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Do you know why many times Christians don't get asked questions? It's because nobody sees any hope. I just, I just look like everybody else. I'm as sad as everybody else. I'm as down as everybody else. I'm as broke as everybody else. I'm as messed up as everybody else. I just happen to go to XYZ Church. 
Does that make sense? But here, Peter says, hey, listen, but this is all in this letter connection, right? He, he, before, remember, he said, but you greatly rejoice, right? In that great rejoicing of, of this hope that is in you, this hope that you're born again, this hope that you have this inheritance, this hope, right, that the power of God is what keeps you and seals you. And man, and you just have this obnoxious, obscene, Joy, right? Does that make sense? I just want to—I want to be that way. And if I've ever not been that way, I apologize. Truly, to you, I apologize. But man, I just look at this going. But man, for joy, Amen. That I shouldn't, man. Because see, there's so because this week represents. The day that righteousness, peace, and joy broke free upon creation. That was what Jesus... See, so I think Jesus was like... I mean, again, okay. I know, Jesus was like Br'er Rabbit, right? Jesus was... Because remember, that's what it said, right? Paul and to the Romans, I believe, he said, Man, if the devil would have known... That there was a... That Jesus was playing him... If the devil would have known what really was taking place, it says he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. See, Jesus knew, even though, guys, listen to me, even though there was a struggle, y'all see this? Even though there was a struggle on the human side of Jesus, the spirit side of Jesus knew the plan. He knew, he knew he, that's why he told them right before that in John 13, 14, 15. He said, listen, it, it's, 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 it's so much better if, if y'all just let me die and go to be with Father. Because when that happens, I'll pour out your inheritance. I'll pour out the Spirit upon the earth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Does that make sense? So this week, we're going to do that. Let us celebrate. Yeah. Amen. This week, I mean, I, I know this sounds weird. We're going to do it this morning. Uh, let me see if I could have Tony and, um, and I want Carl this time. Tony, can you take, yeah. take the cup, please? Carl, you take the bread and just serve everybody, if you don't mind. No, 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 not at all. I appreciate it. Thank you, though. No, 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 I, I, I want us to just, uh, we're going to do this a little differently. <laughs> I don't even know how this is going to go, but we're going to try. We're going to try. Hallelujah. Yes, please do, yeah. A lot of it for me is, is what I'm, both focusing on, meditating on, thinking about, I can think about what you just said. And it says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah. We can keep our eyes on that, or we can keep our eyes on the economy, or the wars, or our government, or our circumstances, or the light bill, or the mortgage. Or we can, we can yeah. focus on that, or we can focus on what you just said in the Word of God. That's that right. Everything. Everything. Hallelujah. Absolutely, Tony. That's, man. And that's what. Absolutely. Can I serve you guys? Here, let me serve y'all. 
I love, that's what I love about communion is an image of heaven. Everybody fighting to serve each other. Did you get yours? I did, yes, sir. Thank you. Amen. Some of y'all will clue in on that on the way home. <laughs> Amen. But this is what I want to do. So, how do I do this, Lord? I, I, every time, when I want you to, as loud as you dare, go yay. <laughs> right? When we get ready, we're going to thank God for the bread. And I want you to go, yay! yay! <laughs> Amen. Because cause that's what Jesus wants you to do. Amen. And I know sometimes, and it's, please hear me, I know we're used to a custom habit of this is very somber and reverent, and, and that's okay too. So I'm not belittling, but now there was joy that was set before. Like, like I want you to think about it, you know, in our home anyway, we have certain meals, right? Now I'll pick on me, like what Selena makes a phenomenal, and I hate the Instapot. Now, just as bare translations of your pastor, the Instapot is of the devil. In my opinion, <laughs> I just, because I just don't like it, because I just don't think anything should make cooking easier, because cause the best food in the world takes elaborate preparation, right? And so anyway, that's my, that's my not, that's a bradology, please, if you got an Instapot, I'm not saying get rid of it, but Selena has found a recipe, and she makes an amazing Mongolian beef in the Instapot, and every time she'll, she'll do, I'll say, well, well, what do we have? And she goes, oh, Mongolian beef, I'll go, oh, yay! Yay! Because I love it, right? What's your oh yay meal? Anybody got your oh, anybody want to volunteer? What's your oh yay meal? Huh? Pho. Yeah, my kids love Vietnamese beef noodle soup. And they say, yay, when we say we're going. Sushi, yay. My dad's fried fish. Dad's fried fish. I'm looking forward to that. Yay. That's it. Anybody else? What's your favorite? Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe's. Hey, hey, same. I make some killer Sloppy Joe's at the bakery. You got to tell your mom, I'll probably make them in a couple of Fridays. I'll let your mom know and she can bring you in. I'd love to hear your opinion of my Sloppy Joe's. They're becoming known in Jasper. It's quite humorous. And so people now come in on Fridays and goes, Brad, you didn't make Sloppy Joe's. And so it's pretty cool. But you go, yay. Anybody else? Yay. This is the table of the Lord. Amen. We get to eat this in the presence of our enemy sickness and go. That's what I want you to think of. If you're here, I mean, that's what that means. You realize that the table of our enemies is sickness and poverty, lack, the things of this. And Jesus said, I made a table that you can eat with joy in the presence of your enemy. Amen. Uh, the, the enemy of, of condemnation and sin and shame and guilt. And you can just go. <laughs> and I want you to do that. I want you to be loud. I want you to crunch and smack. I want you to slurp. Right? I want you to just be joyfully obnoxious with what we're going to do all this week. Amen. Amen. Every time you eat this week, I want you to smack a little bit. I want you to be loud and I want you to go, oh, yay. Are y'all? Amen. So, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I rejoice that I am healed. Lord, thank you so much. Amen. That I can live in health and life with you. Lord, I praise your name for that. 
And I thank you for this bread and what it represents. And I say, yay, Father, for healing. Hallelujah. And I just eat it loudly in Jesus' name. Yay. Yay. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We got to vote for new communion crackers. They are quite tasty. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, don't choke on your on your joyful. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, with the same, Lord, thank you for the cup. Oh man, what it means, Lord. Lord, that I am forgiven fully. Amen. I am free. Free. I am free, Lord God, from my past. Hallelujah. I'm free from shame and guilt and condemnation. And I, I stand before you and all creation as if I had never made a mistake. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, and gee, thank you, Father. Praise God. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we drink together. Amen. And say, yay. Yay. And we do like, if you want to do, if you want to do, come by. Like, you know, they... <laughs> Salud. Cheers. Amen. And I want you and I want y'all to enjoy